You're now listening to Jumping Podcast, where we talk about all things freelancing. Here you'll find all the tools you need to get started as a freelancer with no upfront experience. I am your host, Doina. I've been a digital nomad since 2014, and I'm super excited to share with you all the tips and tricks I learned along the way. A lot of freelancers are afraid of saying no to their clients, thinking they are putting away their professional relationship. And when you do that, you are losing control of showing your client where do you actually stand. Practice the art of saying no from the first requests you are getting. And you know, it's okay to decline a project if it's not suitable for you, skill-wise or financially. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Jumping Podcast. Today I will put into perspective on how to set client boundaries for freelancers, why do you need some, when do you need to set them and how should you do it without affecting your relationship with your client. When starting in freelancing, you do not have the perfect skills yet developed and you might go through negative experiences as well. And that's fine, this is how you learn. While I'll keep my fingers crossed for you to get high quality clients, it's always significant to learn from each other's experiences. When you start reading on Reddit threads about the horrific situation some freelancers went through, from the client is calling me non-stop after he sent me an email up to my client is calling me all Sunday, freelancing looks like a war zone. Stop what you're doing right now and listen carefully. There are ways to make your life and your work easier. And this is called boundaries. What are boundaries? Boundaries define what is me and what is not me. Oh hey, are you still there? I wanted to tell you about the free resources you can find for freelancers, from how to price your service to where can you find the next gig. So go to jumpingpodcast.com, see the section resources and download it today. A boundary showed me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership, knowing what I want and take responsibility for, and gives me freedom. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. That's a paragraph from Henry Cloud's book called Boundaries, when to say yes, how to say no to take control of your life. For freelancers, boundaries are limit that tell your clients what you take responsibility for and where is the line they should not overstep. A lot of freelancers, when they are starting, they want to be those people pleasers, client pleasers, and they do not set boundaries when it's the right time to work, when it's the right time for your client to message you, and this will affect your mental health along the way. A lot of freelancers are afraid to say no to their clients because they think will put their relationship in danger. When you do that, you are actually losing control of showing your client where do you stand. You should practice the art of saying no from the first requests you are getting, and it's okay to decline a project if it's not suitable for you skills-wise or financially. And I think that being transparent about your needs while keeping in mind your business goals, it's you wanting the best out of that collaboration. And remember that by saying no, the world will not end. The clients will still come and you will still make money. Boundaries are the ways for you to protect your freedom, to protect your time, and most importantly, your mental health. While you left your 9-to-5 job because of micromanagement and stepped into the freelance world, you do not want a client that is demanding on taking control of your time. How should we set boundaries as freelancers? There's no one-size-fits-all. You might want to confirm with your client once he decided to work with you. A lot of freelancers add a section in their terms of service or the agreement, a section called working with me. 
where they explain all about their availability hours, time off, the notice before taking any vacation, how long it takes to get back to the clients via phone, email or any other preferred communication method. And here are some tips to help you set your boundaries. Number one, if you are not clarifying your office hours, your client will be under the impression you are available non-stop. And I mean it, non-stop. Set realistic expectations beforehand, this will save you so many headaches. A hint is to have an email with autoresponders for the time it's considered out of office. First of all, respect your office hours. If you confirmed your clients your office hours, force yourself to reply to any email or taking any calls only during those hours, even if you're available after hours. If it happens once, you're overstepping yourself and there's nobody to blame but you. Another tip I can give to you is set deadlines when payments are due. You do not want your client to be under the impression that he has 60 days or 90 days to complete a payment when you are expecting it in no more than 30 days. Rule number three, do not start a project before you have everything you need. And the last one is keep all the communication on one platform and choose either email or Slack. In the age of technology with fast communication options, people tend to think it's a minor thing if they drop you a text or a WhatsApp message and then they say, why did you not reply? Did you not see my message? Let's take this conversation on social media. I'm so curious about what client boundaries you set in place, what's working, what's not working. So share your experience. You can find me on social media under Jumping Podcast. Until next time, stay safe out there. Thank you for joining me today. Find your free resources on jumpingpodcast.com slash resources. And if you love today's episode, share it with someone who might find it insightful. And don't forget, click the button follow to stay on track with all the upcoming episodes.